This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa Podcast, and it has been a really a terrific baseball season in New York from day one as the Yankees and the Mets have led in their respective divisions from start to finish. And the biggest single figure in New York this year for baseball has clearly been Met manager Buck Showalter. Buck, welcome. How are you? Mike, that's a little strong there. but No, it's uh, true. Think, Listen, I'll I tell you why. That. Because you know what? You really changed, and anyone who's watched it, you really changed the culture of that, of that franchise. And I, uh, the team has played crisply. There's been accountability. There's been a cohesiveness. I think the team has really, from start to finish, has played the game the right way all season, and you've won. So you're 58 and 35. You've been in front the whole way. Uh, it's been a great first 90 games, hasn't it? Well, it's been fun for me. You know, I uh, I've got a good group of people. You know, and um, you know, it's a precious responsibility that that you have to our fans and to. You know, in baseball in general, but, you know, it all starts with our ownership, Mike, and that's not just something I'm saying. He's been so supportive, you know, through thick and thin and the things that, uh, you know, owners can do to separate their organization. He's been willing to do, Uh, and it goes from his wife, his family, uh, and his father-in-law is an unbelievable Mets fan. Uh, You know, Billy's been the pillar of uh, work and diligence and uh, caring, and it's been fun to to, to work with Billy every day. We share a passion. He, I got to tell you, Mike, he reminds me in given moments of, of a young Gene Michael so much, you know, he kind of worked under Gene's guidance early on and uh, he worships, uh, you know, he loves Gene and the time that he spent with him and the wisdom he gained from him. But Billy's his own guy. He's his own personality and he's a good listener, but at the end of the day, he'll make the tough decision. It's been such a blessing for me just to have to worry about managing the 26 players and, you know, trying to put them on a good path and that there's an ebb and flow to it, but it's, it's been fun to be a part of, and it's an honor every day I walk through here. Let me give you the idea of just an example of it. That Hernandez event, which I watched on TV, uh, nice event done very well done. You were a part of it. After he was, when he was leaving the field, all your players lined up in two rows and greeted him and congratulated him. That wouldn't have happened in the past. That would not have happened. There is a, a good feeling about that team and an accountability about that team that hasn't been there. And you've kind of created a link to what the past of the Mets was. Whatever's gone on there, it just seems like everything is falling in place very well for the Mets right now. Mike, you know, I know it revolves around winning games, okay? That's that's the prerequisite here, but there's a certain, you know, what what's going on in the past, and a lot of times you get there and you kind of see, well, the, I understand now why that was or what happened. I, I don't really care, okay? It, it, it All things happen for a reason. 
There were some good things done. You know, this team was in first place for a long time last year. So we've got a lot of ground to still pass. But, uh, and um, I just, you know, we embrace our past, but we don't become a prisoner to it. You know, it's uh, Keith was a huge part of everything. When I first got here and, you know, I heard about, uh, you know, some of the things where he was concerned and, you know, that's our fault, not his fault. And, and Keith, not to embrace Keith and make sure we can glean some of his wisdom about, you know, who understands what it takes to win here more than Keith Hernandez. And, uh, you know, whether it's Ron Darling or whether it's uh, even Gary Cohen, I mean, everybody's, they care. They, you know, it's like I tell the players, they're waiting to embrace you. It's up to you to give them something to embrace. Can they trust us? Can they trust you? Yeah, it's not always going to be perfect, but they got to know you care and they got to know it matters to you. And you got to know you're holding yourself to a high standard. And this, this isn't for the weak of heart or the weak of knees. I mean, it'll expose a phony in a heartbeat. And, you know, we're going to have our moments along the way. We're getting ready to, as one of our players calls it, this, this, the season of pain, you know, right here through the end of August. You know, it, it's it's a it can be painful. It's physically, mentally, emotionally. I, I think, but you got to embrace it. You embrace the competition. You embrace the accountability. That's what separates you. If it if it if it doesn't, then uh, we probably got the wrong guys. You know what's funny, Buck? Before I get to the specific players, we're talking about Buck Showalter. You got off fast, and everyone said, "Wow, here it a mess." But wait, wait until they do this. Wait until they go west. Wait until they get this road trip. Wait until they go to Atlanta this week or whatever. Your team, since you've been in first and opened the lead, everyone has waited almost for the shoe to fall. Oh, what you watch, this is going to happen. Uh, now they're not hitting in the clutch, so this is going to happen. Now this is going And you know what? Here it is today, 58-35. You went through Atlanta. Uh, you lost the last game in Chicago, but you had a good road trip. The bottom line is your team has passed every one of these tests all season long. But, you know, Mike, our, our fans have that coming. They've had their heart broken a lot, okay? They, they, I tell the players, it's not, it's not your fault. It's not their fault. I mean, it's up to us to, to have them trust us. And there's, there's only one way, you know, it's to be the last team standing. It's to answer those challenges that the season presents. And that's why baseball season is one of the great uh, equalizers. I mean, it it exposes every strength and weakness you have, whether it be depth, whether it be susceptible to injuries, whether it be someone that can't do something that needs to be done on a club in some capacity. I mean, whether it's a coach, a manager, a, it just it's a great exposure. I kind of laugh. I used to kid with Jim Harbaugh. I said, you know, you just said that your guys didn't feel like your guys were really ready to play this week, this week, this week. Is it, was this before or after your off week? You know, he used to kid, he and Ozzy Newsom used to talk about the biggest pressure game of the year was the week before the off day, the off week, because boy, you had to suck on that loss for two weeks. It was, uh, I, I had a good relationship with both those guys I used to love to I love the way they go about their work. But anyway, I just, uh, it's a challenge. You know, you know, I tell the guys all the time, what, what, what do you bring that we can't get from every street corner? You know, whether it be uh, someone that works in the clubhouse, whether it be the traveling secretary, whether it be the, what separates you? You know, when it's like when I went, when we were talking with Steve and Alex Cohen about the family room, they didn't want to have a good one. They didn't want to have the best in baseball. They want to have the best one in sports. You know, that's what they want this organization to stand for. And it doesn't happen overnight. You got to. But you got to hold yourself to a high standard, and no job can be beneath you. You know, it's it's about we. You know, I loved our draft we just had. I think our guys killed it. 
I'm excited about the people we're adding into organization. We had a unique opportunity to add a bunch of bodies, a bunch of faces, a bunch of good players. And I thought Tommy and his group, Tannis, did a great job with it. And uh, and I can't wait to see these guys down the road. I'm speaking like a 40-year-old man. Hey, well, you know what? You, hey, you, 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 I'm sure you got plenty of years left. We're talking with Buck Showalter. The elephant in the room. It's always the same until he comes back. Now, DeGrom, the headline yesterday was, uh-oh, he feels some muscle stiffness again. Anything to worry about? Anything that it's more than just normal stiffness? Uh, we know every pain and every ache is a headline, but is he has he taken a step back here in the last couple of days? Well, I don't consider it an elephant in the room. I consider it a tiger uh, in the cage. You know what I mean? I, uh, it's not something that, you know, since we first diagnosed in the spring, it wasn't something that I've been asking about every day. It doesn't behoove me and the 26 players and the 14, 13 guys on the pitching staff to, to you know, I love Jake. I can't, you know, we can't wait till he gets here. We're excited about it. And when it happens, if you know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And we've taken abundance of precaution. And when he gets back, uh, you know, we've, he's going to pitch today at 7 o'clock along with Trevor May, who's important. We can't wait. Trevor was a big loss for us in our bullpen. And through it, our guys end up, I think, third in the National League in ERA. Right. It gives you an idea how volatile bullpens are in baseball nowadays. Uh, so uh, Jake is doing what he needs to do. Uh, every time he, you know, mentions he's being honest with us and we react to this, okay, there's an opportunity to give him another day, what have you. Uh, I haven't got him penciled in anywhere right now, but right. I know for some reason baseball decided to give us two off days right after four off days. You figure out this schedule, Mike. You let me in on it, okay? So we don't really need a fifth starter for a long time, and um, we'll see where it fits. We'll see how today goes. Talk to me about 8.30 tonight, and I'll have a better idea of what's going on with Jake. And then there becomes that part was how does he feel tomorrow? How does he feel the next day? And you know, he's certainly an expert on his arm, and we're going to listen to him. And when it's time and they walk in and go, hey, Jake's ready to go, I go, fine. Jeremy, let's look at the board. Where does he fit? Here we go. A lot of rumors in these two weeks for teams that are in contention, Buck, and, and teams that aren't because they're going to have players uh, jettisoned off their rosters as we head towards the trade deadline. Uh, you have an owner who's we know has deep pockets, you're going to be mentioned as you are being mentioned in so many different your teams being mentioned. How does that impact your club when maybe so many guys can think, oh, I could be the one moved and all these rumors? Do you address that? Do you not address it? How do you deal with that these next two weeks? Well, we've got a number of guys on our club that have been through this, and uh, it's, it's part of the gig. But I'll tell you this. Um, um, I really think because of the new playoff format, Mike, it's created a problem in that a lot more teams think they're in it, in it, yes. so to speak, and they're going to wait and wait. Can you imagine, you know, ticking off their fans by, you know, blowing up a team or what have you? And I think that's one of the challenges. I don't think it behooves me or our team to have the manager weighing in on potential players coming and going. You know, I'm about the I'm about the 26 guys we got, and I like them. A lot. I like the way these guys go about their business. I like the things that they've embraced. And the last thing they need to hear is their manager weighing in on uh, somebody else's pasture. And I ain't doing it. And I, I think we have enough people here to get it done. And if somebody else shows up at the door and Billy lets 
tells me about it or, you know, he feels like he wants to ask me about it, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. But right now my focus is on these 26 guys and the people in Syracuse and Binghamton. Let me ask you one from a philosophical standpoint of just general terms, not specifics. Do you find it very difficult to, especially with a contending team like yours, it's in first place, do you find it or is it worrisome to bring a catcher in if, you, if somebody would bring a catcher in when he hasn't been with the staff since February? Is that very difficult and, and worrisome or it doesn't worry you that much? You know, first of all, Mike, I'm very happy with McCann coming back. Uh, the job that Tom, Tomas Nito has done, and uh, of course, Mads uh, has been good in a backup role for us too. And we've got some some depth that Billy and the organization have established down in Syracuse. But with our pitching staff, to answer your question, something like that wouldn't be as much of an issue as you may think, because our guys pretty much uh, uh, do their homework, run the game beforehand, and. and Basically, if your ears work and your brain works, you won't have any trouble catching our pitching staff. Gotcha. Okay. You know, your roster in a, in a big way has been built around uh, Alonzo and Lindor, and, you know, they're two of the top RBI guys in baseball. Plus, they play every day in a, in a year where more and more teams are extremely conscious about guys getting rest and building rest and rest becoming part of the, you know, the tune from the guys with the algorithms and everything else. Your guys play every day. Does, does their workload concern you or are you fine with that, them being every day? And I mean, they've played all, I think, all but one game apiece. I know you can DH Alonzo, but how about that? Uh, do you worry at all about their workload? I like the idea that guys play every day. Uh, is this, are you old school on that or is it something that worries you? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, what's uh, the new old school, so to speak? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. Am I concerned about it? Is it something I think about? Yeah. Every day we sit down with our trainers and whatever. We have a sheet we do. We talk about consecutive games, days off, DH days, uh, you know, percentage, different things. I look at it every day, and we try to maneuver it around. The one guy that has been a a challenge is, uh, one, Lindor doesn't want to come off the field. We're we're, we're ahead or behind 10-0 trying to get him and Marte to come off the field is like pulling teeth. So I just have to go, you're done. Don't leave the dugout. He's a good athlete. I mean, you can see he's a good Uh, athlete. I know he's had his uh, ups and downs here so far, and he's got a lot of pop this year and a lot of RBIs, but you you can see he's a superior athlete. He wants to win. This guy's driven by it. Don't ever underestimate his uh, competitive skills, his physical toughness. Lindor's a tough kid. I'm telling you, he's a tough kid. And uh, I've been impressed with him since the first day of spring where he basically beat me to what I was going to tell him. Just, you know, and uh, he's, he's been solid for us. His uh, shortstop plays as the season's gone on has been uh, outstanding. Does he feel comfortable here now, Buck? I think so. I think he gets the gig. You know, I was going to have a conversation with him in the spring, and he beat me to it. You know, this town's not easy. You know it's not. We're not easy at all. You know how tough we are. And he had a tough but first year. Rewarding. I told him, I said, listen, it can be tough, but it's very rewarding. They're waiting to embrace you. I gave him the David Cohn thing when David Cohn said after being booed off the field one day at Yankee Stadium early on, I, he said, hey, they're waiting to embrace me. Except it, you control it. I keep telling you, you control this. And our, our big motto is play better. Play better. You know, don't no excuses. People here get up 9 to 5, drive, ride a bus, uh, work uh, their butt off. They don't want to hear it. 
you know, I don't want to hear about getting in four o'clock to a five-star hotel. You know, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about the charter plane was late leaving. Please spare me. Just play better. No, they just want you to make. They want you to win, and they want you to play hard, and they don't care what you make. They're happy to. They're happy you make it. They just want you to hit in the clutch and be, and and, and that's it, and and just be good when it counts. That's it. That's that's what it's about. You know, interestingly, um, uh, I always thought Nimmo was a fourth outfielder myself. I got to admit, I was wrong about him. He reminds me of Brett Gardner. I always thought when I first saw Brett Gardner, he'd be a fourth outfielder. This guy hustles. Now he shows a little power to his game. His game's getting better all the time. He's a he's a pretty good offensive player. You know what? I you know, there's a lot of things, Mike. Obviously, I came in with an open slate, and you know, I, I listen to people. But at some point, I put the hand up. But you know, I kind of want to make up my own mind. This this guy can take an at bat. He can win a, almost a, an inning with one at bat, and maybe not even get on base. You know, I, he's got no ego. It's, a, it's a, he's sincere. He plays, uh, you know, and we do like a, uh, exertion report. They kind of do. He's always at the top. This guy, uh, he's gotten better every year at his trade, his trade. You look at his background, you know, high school kid from Cheyenne, Wyoming. You talking about some guts. I'd love to sit down with those scouts and said, here's who we're taking in the first round. That's some guts, Mike. Okay. You know, I remember Chad McDonald, a friend of mine, was involved with it and talking about I said, walk me through the process of ending up at Brandon Nemo. What a pick. I mean, and, you know, we we got a lot of tough decisions at the end of this year, but uh, Brandon's done everything uh, that you could possibly no, do. He's a, and he's got some pop now, too. He's got more extra base hits than he had all last year, He's uh, and he's driving the ball, and you know he sees a lot of pitches. He hustles like heck. I mean, so yeah, he's better than I thought he would be. And then I got to be fair to Diaz. I killed Diaz's first year. I was still working then. I buried him. He was awful. He 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 yeah, was, Mike, and he right now this year. Now I don't know what he's going to be in the playoffs, but he has been deadly this year. I mean, the guy is I, nasty. Doesn't he, even count it. I mean, that guy has been scary good this year. You know the difference, probably, Mike, is he would probably say to you, "I deserved it." You know, you know these guys that don't wall around in self pity and pull the you know pull the shades on themselves, so to speak. You know, this guy, he wants it. I mean, he doesn't like a couple of times I've approached the subject about walking somebody. You know, it's his call. My call at the end of the day. But it's also kind of trying to stoke his flame a little bit. He, uh, you know, what went on in the past and how it came down, all that stuff, uh, we, we've moved on. And, how do you uh, learn you know, with a guy like that, Buck, how much you can use him, number two? Can you use him the third day in a row? And number two, can he pitch eighth and ninth in a big spot. It looks like he can, right? Yeah, Mike, you know, we've done a – I think we've got maybe one player in the top 40 or 50 in appearances, and that's the type of thing, you know, you you learn that through the years that you do certain things during the first half of the season so that you can kind of open the throttle right. a little bit towards the end. But And don't get him up and warm him up. The first guy ever told me that was you. Don't get him up and warm him up a lot either. Don't, don't get him up no, and don't bring him in the game. Yeah, we call those dry humps. You dry yep. hump a relief pitcher enough, you're going to pay the price. And, that, and, and, no, and you've gotten a lot, you know, everyone says, oh, the Mets are going to wind up getting another bullpen guy, and maybe you will. I mean, you know, you can always make your bullpen better, but you've gotten a lot of usefulness out of a lot of people there in that bullpen this year, you know, other than, of course, the starring role for Diaz. Well, you know, I don't, like we, the bullpen, 
if, you know, the non-closers are kind of cyclable, but these guys all have a track record and you try to put them in a position they can have success. But, you know, uh, it reminds you how volatile and tough those jobs are when you see kind of, you know, yeah, it's not perfect every night, but it's hard. You come in, you know, the two challenging times for bullpen is to start the season trying to get everybody off right. And then after the all-star break, when guys have had four, five, six days off, getting them, getting their engine started back up again. You know, Mike, we've got 69 games. We yeah. don't have 110, 120. We've got 69 games to get this done. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. There's some, The teams that we're playing, the schedule we have, you don't wall around, oh, we got to play this team, we got to play that team, home, away, whatever, bring it on. Line them up. They're obstacles you got to get through in order to get the chance to roll the dice in October. And that's what this is about. We're trying to get through these obstacles. You know, it's like landmine fields. You know, you know there's, they're out there. You know, how many of them can you step on or keep from stepping on? What would you say about Escobar's first half? And I, he, I hear from people who were around that club all the time that he is a huge clubhouse factor for this team. I mean, enormously popular from what I understand from people who were there every day. Uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, so that he's a very big cog in your chemistry, which seems to be very good for this team. But uh, what would you say about what you've gotten out of Escobar so far? Well, the thing that he's brought for us is the uh, consistency of effort. He's, he's kind of set some of the culture, uh, even how you handle adversity. You know, uh, the other part, he's played the heck out of third base. You know, we've, our infield defense has been pretty solid. We Our pitchers have gained a lot of confidence about keeping the ball in the ballpark, hopefully. Um, but through thick and thin, he's played third base. He's played with effort. He showed guys how to handle adversity. You know, Mike, he's got 40 RBIs. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's going to end up hitting. He's going to end up hitting twenty home runs. And if you look at some of his track record, uh, these last sixty nine, seventy games uh, kind of bodes well for us because I think he has a chance to revert to a little higher standard than than normal. But you know, everybody, he's been as advertised in a lot of ways, and um, I'm I'm uh, glad we have him. You know, when you put uh, little Louie at second base, I mean, that's your best infield, and that guy is a. You know, every team should have a guy like that. That guy is a winning player wherever you put him. I mean, he's a he's a nice guy to have. I know you you know you understand that better than anybody. But that guy's a good guy to have on a team. He gets good at bats, and he is a good glove. Louis a baseball player. Louis one of those guys. You go any questions, he raises his hand. You better be ready because it's not going to be some um, you know Eddie Haskell question. It's going to be uh, one that he's thought through. Uh, you know. He thinks about things before they happen. He's proactive instead of reactive. He never he doesn't get surprised by game situations. And I tell you, Mike, some of his conversations in the on, on the uh, in the hole before he goes on deck, I, I love him. He he's gotten comfortable with me, and he'll say what's on his mind, and and I enjoy it. And uh, he's sharp. He's a regular, irregular. Uh, he'll impact our team wherever we put him. And every team has to have somebody like him. He should have been at the All Star game, Mike. How about Scherzer, uh, uh, for what he's meant for this team? I know you, you haven't had a complete season out of him, but he's been great when he's pitched. And you can see the impact he has in the dugout with the other pitchers. You, you know what kind of leader he is. He's, you know, he's the old-time ace, uh, you know, who knows his job as an ace. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, we know how good he is, but w- what do you see with Scherzer that we don't? Well, that's a long question. I mean, for me, I answer, I should say, Max is accountable. First of all, Max loves to compete. He loves the competition. He loves the uh, 
the ebb and flow. He likes some, you know, he just, he's a baseball player that happens to be a pitcher, not a pitcher that happens to be putting gotcha. on a baseball uniform. Yep. He, uh, he could pinch run. He loves to hit, bunt. Uh, he understands the game. I love when he comes in and plops down and we talk about things and he's got an opinion. Okay. And, uh, I love uh, I love arguing with him, so to speak. I don't even think it's arguing. We're just debating certain things. We don't get too much out of the baseball realm. And uh, Max cares. And then I see him the day after he pitches. You know, I'll hear some kids laughing and go out there. And Max, it's the day that he brings in his kids and they run around the locker room and the field before anybody gets here. And you see another side of him. Great wife, great father, uh, good husband. Uh, but... He, he competes, and he, he works at his trade unlike anybody you, you're probably going to be around. He does all the work it takes to be successful. And uh, that's why he's been able to pitch when he's not throwing 100 miles an hour. This guy can add and subtract. He knows when he's carrying certain things. And You know, you wonder about guys like him and Verlander. They haven't lost anything. I mean, they haven't lost even a little. I mean, Verlander, I saw him recently. He was unhittable. Scherzer's, you know, got a whip that's, under, you know, well under one. I mean, it's unbelievable how good these guys are. And these guys aren't young. Well, you know, they, there's so many things that they're, they understand what it takes to be healthy. They understand uh, at, when to add and subtract. I don't want to say coast. Now, I was thinking, it's funny you said that. There were three or four pictures like that I was thinking about during the break how remarkable it is uh, the level that they're pitching at at their age and um, you know things they do physically you know Max has got some real strong ideas about how you stay healthy and how you stay on the field and how you rehab an injury if you have one and the things you do in the offseason one of the reasons Max is pitching uh, our first game tomorrow is I know that he's going to be ready. Not that yep. the rest of them wouldn't be, but I know Max is going to do what it takes uh, for the four days to be ready to post up. And I got some other guys I want to give a little extra time to. And uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. But what know, is a real good. what what Go what is if anything, Buck? What is something this team? has to be better at I mean it's been a it's early on it hitting the clutch lately I know it's been a struggle at times but you've still you know gotten enough big hits and won enough close games uh you know you've got you've played well all season you're 58 and 35 you know you played well this past week when you had to you played well in Atlanta uh you've answered all the challenges this year um uh, what has to be better for you down the stretch for this team uh, if anything is there one thing that jumps out at you you know, Mike, I don't uh, – I'll say this. Our, uh, we ran some really good pitching for, for two weeks. And, you know, I'm always going to get that fourth and fifth starter and going to get the, the bullpen kind of beat up, you know, timing sometime to a season when you catch certain clubs on the upswing or the downswing. You know, who cares? It, it is what it is. Line them up, post up, see if you can score more runs than they do in, in uh, nine innings. But, uh, you know, consistency of our at-bats – you know, I think grinding these pitchers, I think our guys have kind of gotten back to it, but we haven't been able to deliver the other part of the blow. It's one thing to set up the inning and to get, you know, grind the at-bats, get the pitchers pitch count. That's what, you know, we, we had three really good pitchers in Atlanta, uh, really four if you think about it, and uh, our guys grinding them out of the game after the fifth inning. Now, they've got a great bullpen. That's part of the problem, but um, – I think finishing off the two parts of the equation, one, getting people out there, but two, you got to 
get that blow to knock them in. And we did a better job in Chicago, but you know, I'm hoping everybody can recharge their battery, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, because uh, we're going to have a tough challenge ahead of us. Do you find that coming out of these games, right out of the All-Star break, it is the hardest time during the season, or is it harder I, in the I dog think, days of August? I think important-wise, the way you come out uh, from a, I don't want to say culture too much, it's used, you know, your players create that. Uh, when coming out of spring training, uh, especially with a new situation, but uh, post All Star break is, you know, I told the guys you're going to spend two days traveling, two days probably off, and then you're going to look around on Friday or Saturday and go, gosh, where'd the off days go? It's you don't feel 100 percent again until the next spring when you come when you step out of your car in spring training. And this is not a normal thing to do to your body. You're going to have an ebb and flow physically to the season too, but that's you got to understand what's a what's an injury and what's it's like my dad asked me a long time ago i fell down i was got my feet cut out from underneath me trying to make a layup and i laid down too long he said son when i got home are you hurt or are you injured i said sir he said are you hurt or are you injured i said i was hurt he said then get your ass up if you're injured, <laughs> we'll, go to the hospital. If you're injured we'll go to the hospital so you know i think player, players have to understand the difference between you know having some discomfort and being hurt. And I think our guys do understand that. And we're, we're very protective of them. That's why I don't like the fact that we're still leading all of baseball and hit by pitches. But you, go Yeah, figure. what is going on with that this year? I mean, it's been strange. I mean, I've seen plenty of times where they're not deliberate. I've seen times where who knows. But a lot of times they're not. Uh, you know, and, you know, I know people always want, you know, automatic retaliation and everything else. But what is going on? Why has your team been such a target? Oh, that's, if I knew, I would would handle it. You know, it's it's getting hit in the foot, the belt, the you know, we got a lot of wrists and hands. And um, Mike, if I had an answer, I'd, I'd make it stop. But uh, it's not just a one year thing. It seems like it's kind of been a trend for a while. So um, I don't expect it to go away. But it is it is a uh, very frustrating for me personally. But I I want to keep it from happening if I can, but you know, how do I change it? And yeah, that's a, that's an interesting situation, especially when it's not just one team. It's it's a, it's a very interesting situation. Now next week is going to be subway series. And this year I've always been a huge proponent of this. It's been great. It's been great for the city. It's filled every ballpark in years when the teams weren't good. It's given the other teams something to do. Uh, and more years that's been the Mets than the Yankees, but it's always been big. This year, I think it's even going to be bigger because you've both been in first place. The Yanks are having a juggernaut season. And it's funny because, you know, to everybody, someone like me who's been around this town forever, you've always been, you know, you were Billy's boy when uh, people like me were old enough to know that. Okay, you go back to those days, you know, your background, your history. You've always been more aligned with the Yankees. You built that, uh, you and Stick built that Yankee team that became a, you know, a dynasty. The whole thing. Now you're on the other side of town when this thing happens. Is that going to be a little weird or is, uh, have you made no. that transition now to, to, to being a Met? not weird at all i made that trend i don't even you know that we don't we don't take a back seat to many people as far as tradition and and honoring our past you know our ownership's going to allow us to embrace our uh, old timers game this year that's going to be one of the top days of the year and um you know playing the yankees here and there it's good for the fans and it's like i told the players for years 
if it's important to the fans, it better be important to you. You know, it's not beneath you. Uh, it's like uh, when I was at Mississippi State and played Ole Miss, I didn't understand what the whole deal was when I was, I was from Florida until I went out to left field in Oxford, Mississippi, and I knew why they disliked uh, the Ole Miss Rebels so much. Uh, it's just like, you know, this is important to our fans. It is important. The fans okay? care. And, and, they and do that, care. They really do. And that's why you embrace it. And our guys, you know, it's good experience for them too. It'll be a great reminder what this place can be like if we do our part and get there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why there was so much speculation. It's like, oh, this hurt the schedule because Buck could have pitched the Grom again. I'm saying, well, you're going to take the Grom in his first game and throw him into the Yankees? I don't think so. So, I mean, uh, let's not get crazy now. The the bottom line is, uh, too bad it's only two games in each place this year because you could sell out any ballpark with the way you guys are going. There's going to be a lot of intensity in that ballpark Tuesday night. It's going to be a postseason atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've had uh, 20 people ask me for tickets already for Tuesday night. So I'm telling you, people are very much zeroed in for that game on Tuesday night. Mike, you know, you know Mike, it's good for New York baseball. It's good for New York sports and to be a part of it. And I, like I said, it's a great experience for our players uh, to be in that environment. And, um, you know, we know how good the Yankees are, but right now we're worried about the Padres. They're really good, and uh, we got Darvish, Snell, and uh, Musgrove, and so we got our work cut out for it. If when you took this job, Buck, what you know, did you think you were going to manage again? Did you had you put managing behind you for the most part? Were you expecting to manage again? How about from that standpoint, first of all? Yeah, Mike, I'm, I, to be honest, I, I didn't really give it a lot of thought. There's some good people out there that were getting an opportunity. And, you know, if I had, if it was a fit, fine. If not, my life was not going to be, you know, it's an honor every day. I've, I've been allowed to be a part of it. You know, it's a player's game. Players allow you to coach and manage them. And, you know, you understand that uh, you're just trying to, you know, move something in the right direction and make sure everybody. So, no, I, I, it wasn't something that I stayed up at night about. I was in a good place in my life. I really liked what Billy and Steve and Sandy had to say. And, um, you know, it was a good fit. I had some other opportunities around that uh, we talked about. Uh, you know, I talked with other clubs and different things. This was the right fit for me. And uh, it seemed, seemed like they were interested and it worked out. And we'll see where it takes us. I, I understand the shelf life of managers. But you know what? Do the right thing and then live with, try to do the right thing and treat people like you like to be treated. That goal, golden rule works pretty good. Well, so far it's been a wonderful it's been a wonderful season and you know it's gonna be a fun season here. You know, this town, believe it or not, and you know this, you pay attention. I mean, this town hasn't done and that includes the Yankees. This town hasn't done a whole lot of winning in a long time. It's been a long time. You know, the Giants have been bad for years now. The Jets, you can but, go down the line. I, Yankees have been won you've only won one World Series since you know, and they've only been in one since two thousand three. It's been it's been a bit of a drought all the way around and so, you know, these this year has has really given the New York fan a lot of hope that, that these two teams can have a lot of fun this year. Well, this is what I like about the guys in New York is that there are a lot of towns that would love to have the last 10-year history of, of the Yankees and, and somewhat the Mets. But, you know, there's only one way to judge here. Are you the last team standing? Yep. And actually, in a lot of ways, it makes it easier because you don't have to spend a lot of time the the, uh, the fans and the environment makes the players very accountable for, for playing hard and playing the game right and 
there's something to be said for that. And they're waiting to embrace you. And I keep telling them, you control it. You control it. Play better. Watch what happens. Play good. Watch what happens. No place like it. Well, you know what? As you said, it's a little bit of a sprint now, Buck. 69 games to the finish. It's going to be fun. It's been a lot of fun so far, and it's going to be fun the rest of the way. So I appreciate a couple of minutes, and uh, keep, keep it going. It's been, uh, it's been a heck of a first 93 games. Well, I'm happy that we've been part of the entertainment package here in New York. I hope we can continue it, Mike. You take care of yourself. Good talking to you again. Thank you, Buck, very much. Buck Showalter. We'll see you soon, okay? Buck Showalter, of course, uh, who has really done an amazing job. You know, I didn't know anyone who thought Buck wasn't the right fit for the Mets. I think universally, media, everybody felt that he was the right person to come in and take over this team at this time with this owner, with where everything was. And so far, I mean, they hit the ground running. They are accountable. They are cohesive. They've been crisp. They've played winning baseball. They're not the greatest team in the world, but they've played well. And they haven't even been at full strength. You hope now there's been word the last couple of days that DeGrom has got some stiffness again. You want to one day wake up and hear that there's no more issues with DeGrom and he's coming back. Yes, you have Scherzer and he's been wonderful except when he was hurt. Uh, They've gotten a big year, an MVP season out of Alonzo. Lindor hasn't hit for average, but you know what? He's played every day and he's fifth in the league in RBIs. So, and he's got plenty of homers. So he's on a pace to have a 31-10 season. Uh, Diaz has been brilliant. He's got to be brilliant in the postseason. We understand that. That's that's when it counts. But he's been great so far. So they've done exactly what they could do. And I'll tell you, next week, as I said, is going to be a, a real, real lot of fun to have the Yankees and the Mets. I would expect Mets will still be in first place barring some weird thing this weekend. And both teams will be in first place. They've been in first place all year. The Yankees have been a juggernaut, and it will be exciting. There will be no seats to be had at City Field, and there will be a buzz in that building, and that's what you want. You want a late July game where there's a buzz in a sold-out stadium. That's what it's about, and that's what you're going to get. Now, the Mike Francesa podcast is on the Bet Rivers Network. You can bet at Bet Rivers in New York. And if you're listening in New Jersey or in Connecticut, make your bets at Play Sugar House. But also, remember, Bet Rivers in New York. But right now, remember, the Mike Francesa podcast is on the Bet Rivers Network, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts distributed we have a lot more to do in the next couple of weeks remember football is right around the uh, right around the corner and obviously we will be there every step of the way in the postseason with the yankees and the mets we'll see you soon thanks for listening to the mike francesa podcast on the bet rivers network hey it's mike miss here what a time to be a philly sports fan and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.